Welcome to the Up and Over podcast. It's a beautiful podcast about professional wrestling where a bunch of marks discuss it and none of our opinions matter. It's all a work anyways. Firstly, let me introduce the duo. I'm not sure where they'd be on your screen. Firstly, we'll start with uh, Big Papa C, the man that just got his uh, face tattooed recently. That's Cortland well, there. Well, I, I, saw, I, I saw it right before we went live. <laughs> <laughs> you look great, Court. Thanks, man. His no, partner be, next to him. No. Oh, for sure. His partner next to him, channeling his inner Tom Cruise. Maybe he's going to be a Scientologist. Who knows? That's going to be Patty Mills. The mission is possible. Yeah, well, L. Ron Hubbard said so. I wonder if we're going to have Scientologists outside my door tonight. That'd be cool. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's fine. Um, then we have our, uh, you know, I'm just going to stick with the tried and true baby. Our Cadillac cowboy himself. The one, the only, Mr. Ethan Lewis. How's it going? <laughs> man, of, man of many words. I got a lot to say tonight. God. You know, Cortland, I'm going to make your wish come true here, but uh, Ethan and I are both doing this podcast in our drawers. Um, <laughs> Top of your screen, ladies and gentlemen. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> like that? Huh? What? Guess what color mine are? Blue. No, sir. Mine are blue, but do you need to put a poll on fucking Spotify again to tell everyone what color your drawers are? I got them gray boys on. Oh, god damn. Then we have the curator uploader. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nope. Then we have the curator, the uploader. The reason that we didn't upload our AEW Full Gear Week podcast. Uh, the man recording from his living room that looks like a guest bedroom, that is uh, Eric Cartman, a.k.a. <laughs> El Gordo Gringo. That's just mean, all right? My camera's out of focus. I also almost uh, was late for work today. I hit every single light. You don't know how hard it is being Mike Klinsky. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is up and over nine, if I'm doing the math correctly. Uh, this is our ninth episode. Um, is it 10? I think it's 10. I think you're fucking lying to me there, champion. <laughs> well, 10. In any rate, <laughs> if I'm a liar, if Casey's a liar, eh, fuck us. Um, this week we are covering WWE's SummerSlam from 2003. Took place August 24th, 2003 at the America, America West Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. 16,113 in attendance. Casey, um, my, actually, I thought we had this conversation. And, what is that, uh, like, America? What is that? <laughs> Did you go? Did your dad bring you? The actual <laughs> chair? Did you... <laughs> Did your dad get you that? No, I, I got this. Uh, like, did you go steal it? Are you that old? Like, I got this like five years ago. Oh, okay, well, you weren't there. Got I it. I wasn't there. I didn't even live. Oh. That I, I did live there at the time. Well, it's mine. Though, so it? fuck no. you. I That's true. I was here. That's true. I, my brain just forgot. All right, guys. <laughs> Before we dive into this, fellas, anything that you guys want to add about the week? Anything about your week? Anything that you want to add to the people? The people of the Up and Over podcast. The people! Are we just going to skip over the fact that Kyle O'Reilly made his debut in AEW tonight? We're just going to... We're just going to skip over that? Oh, we were going to talk about it. It's talked about. 
there it is. It's on the table. <laughs> yeah, great job, Casey. You fucking ruined it all. I was waiting for somebody to deliver it in a glamorous fashion. What happens? Uh, by the way, did anybody notice that that one guy, Kyle O'Reilly from NXT, how's, showed up? That's crazy, dude. everyone's week doing? No one gives a fuck. We just watched Dynamite. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, because this is going to be uploaded on Friday, I thought. But no. it's gonna be It's going to be uploaded tomorrow because it's what? Christmas Eve. Fuck yeah. oh, you, go. I know. <laughs> Oh, that's that's fair, right? That's I, fair. That's I fair. literally put it in in the group chat. Thanks for right, guys. Thanks we are it. a dysfunctional group here. <laughs> Edge and Christian are breaking up. Oh, oh. I just I'm wanted to be known in a career like setting. CM Punk. What? Look, keep keep going, man. Keep, keep what you're All right, this is going off the rails. So tonight, <laughs> Tyler Riley debuted on AEW. Everybody yeah, feel pretty good about it. Yeah, it was great. This is just fucked up, guys. CM Punk I'm blocked me on Twitter. That was the fucking joke, guys. Ha ha. It was a great time. I'm still sad about it. It happened almost a decade ago. Damn. If you're listening to this, I personally want to apologize to you. This is a mess. <laughs> um, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly debuted. Uh, you had Malachi Black beat the shit out of Griff Garrison and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. You had some cool spots throughout this. Uh, can we talk about the face paint in the main event for a quick second? Just one one quick thought from each of you. It was fantastic. Um, I love the main event. Great. Cortland, I'm waiting on y'all. Um, I think that uh, the paint was a lot. You know, it was just a lot. Could have gone <laughs> did, without it. Did we need to have you know, punk really face paint? It. I don't think so. Did I love it? I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Good shit. It's just dudes being dudes doing shit. <laughs> just yeah. a bunch of guys being dudes. I mean, they probably, they probably like went in tonight and they were like, all right, cool, we're going to have this match. And they saw FTR with MJF. They're all wearing matching trunks. And they're like, well, fuck, we've got to match somehow now. <laughs> we got to do it somehow, some way, baby. Got to make sure everyone knows we're a team tonight. I mean, uh, I definitely enjoyed Kyle Riley coming. I think that a lot of that, is going to benefit people that are in that six-man tag. Um, I think the fucking sky's the limit for Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. Now they have that together and this little thing that they're doing with the Bucks and that face-to-face they had in the ring tonight. I think that a lot of good things can come of it, but also a lot of bad things can come of it. Um, I feel like you got to kind of walk that line very slowly and like test the waters, see what people actually want from it rather than jump in. <clears throat> um, but feet first other with than no abandon. do what feet first with no abandon kind of thing, you just jump straight. Yeah. Um, but other than dynamite tonight, I want to talk about uh, Serena Deeb has gone on to start coaching and helping out with and AEW and producing and producing. Yeah. Um, and she was scheduled to do like a four hour seminar the other day and ended up stretching to six hours. And she said she loved it. And uh, she reminds herself why she enjoys teaching and helping people. And I think it's really cool, man. So shout out to her. Yeah. And then uh, Scotty too hottie uh, is coming out of retirement after leaving WWE coaching. Um, speaking of, What's and, that first uh, match? He'll be having a match with Joey Janela. I did see that. I did GCW see that. at their New Year's event. What is the what is the name of it? New Year's something? The GCW event? 
Or is it just like their New Year's uh, Day? Yeah, it's like their New Year's event. It'll be okay. it'll be a blast. Um, yeah, so Till Infinity. Till Infinity. Till Infinity. What a... It's confusing because they have three events. They have the New yeah, Year's. Yeah, they have Eve, Die the for New This. Yeah. Yeah, they have they have a few. They have uh, it's, it's a it's lot. Die, of it's, it's Die for This. Mm, is the event. It is Die for This. Well. <clears throat> Well, I just like well, yeah, Scotty Gilotti like... versus Joey Janela at GCW is like the weirdest sentence. I saw yeah. uh, Scotty Tuhati at like maybe a 50 cap like little venue thing. Like there was 50 people in the like audience. And uh, the only thing that sticks out about Scotty Tuhati was like a little local event in like uh, Asheville. And uh, the only thing I really remember from seeing him, firstly, I, I saw the worm, and he was, like, from me to, like, this wall. He was, like, right in front of me. And uh, the second thing, he did a sunset flip, and I heard him call the spot in the ring. Like, he was calling, like, he was in a 15,000, like, cap arena uh, for mm -hmm. WWE. He was like, sunset! And, like, busted it, and I was like, oh. All right, Scotty, you got a little <laughs> overzealous there. <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was something, man. I love Scotty Tuhati. What a great guy. Wasn't he a cop? Yeah, yeah, was I, thought he... a I take back my statement. I thought he was a firefighter, not a cop. No, oh, see, well, uh, uh, I revoked I, that I, statement, I, too. I think he was a firefighter. I could be getting him confused with uh, with Charlie Haas, one of the two. All right, uh, Hopefully, I like, that like the intro. Oh, man, boys. I knew this was going to happen. I literally was watching our reels on Instagram today, and I said, wow, tonight's going to be another night where I try to move on from a segment, and y'all just stick on the motherfucker. It's going to oh. be good shit. Um, <laughs> looks like the intro to SummerSlam, this intro is going very long, so why don't we dive straight in? Um, we get Lillian Garcia singing the national anthem, and the only thing I put in my notes for this opener at all, um, until we get to the, the first match, I ate an entire bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch before the national anthem and the opening promo package was finished. Um... <laughs> I want to know why this was forever. so aggressively pro-America. Oh, yeah. It was. My, my yeah, note, yeah, it was my note for the intro was I didn't talk about the promo package, didn't talk about her. I just wrote America. That's it. Because mm -hmm. I'm just like, it was so aggressive, and I hate to, I don't want to jump ahead super much, like, really bad, but, like, you have 3D come out, and Bubba's holding an American flag. Like, I understand the point of it, because he's going against La Resistance, but, like, it was just, like, America, America, and it's like, Bubba Ray, America! Like, it was it was a lot. It's the early 2000s, bro. That's all people gave shit about was America. Yeah, this is, that's true. It's, like, post 9-11, like, America yeah. was, like, America! Like, like Freedom yeah. Fries. That's the fucking, time frame we're in. Freedom Fries. Mania wasn't even this America. Like, it's just, it's like such a, just a random. It's August of two thousand and three. Like, why the fuck are we just so like pro patriot on this random day? We just I got through know. the Fourth of July. The Fourth of July, buddy. Goddamn July. We just got through it. It's fucking it's only been a month and a half. Birthday. We're gonna make sure everyone knows that Vince loves America. I mean, this is the same span of time where we had Mr. America as a fucking thing. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Point, we, get, uh, we get JR and King welcome us to a generic-ass riff that I feel like they just picked off, like, classic rock riff 17 on, like, ATV Off-Road Fury or some shit. Um, <laughs> however, I wanted to mention the Sunday Night Heat, which I think is really fucking funny. That uh, due to Zach Gowan getting absolutely murdered on like 
by on SmackDown by uh <laughs> this is this is Bork laser territory. So this is scary Brock territory. Yeah. Um so uh they do a flashback of that on Heat and Matt Hardy was supposed to face him. However, of course, he had to uh win due to forfeit because that gallon could have broke compete. his leg in multiple spots. Yep. Yeah. The yeah. only one he had. D- did you see the gusher? My man was oh, bleeding. I have he it written down because we touch on that later. They they doubled down on it. He was bleeding bad, bad. I, yeah, yeah. It I, looked like a few crime scene. <laughs> I do want to note that in a dark match, we fucking get Rey Mysterio versus Shannon Moore. That only goes for fucking two goddamn minutes. Who won that? Uh, rated. Ray Mysterio one, but I'm just like, based on the beginning of this card, I'm like, we couldn't squeeze that in anywhere, nowhere. Mm-mm. There's a well, nine minute long match in here that could have been shortened by a little bit. We couldn't just <sighs> squeeze those guys in. Uh, I mean, Lillian killed the national anthem, all right. She yeah, did, she did quite a few times. She was kind of their go-to because oh, yeah. it was like she's already there, so they're like, "Well, fuck it's you." It's the exact same answer. anthem every time, though. Like yeah, she, I know one thing they could have cut. Good shit. I know plenty of stuff they could have cut from the show to put that match on there. You mean the mm. first, mm. the first two matches? <laughs> first three. Let's get into it. Let's dive into it, Cortland. So we got Dudley Boys versus Law Resistance for the WWE World Tag Team Championships, and we get a we want tables match pretty much the off resistance. the rip. <laughs> the goddamn resistance. This is America. Uh, we're talking in, son. I don't even like America, but goddamn boys. We've got we've got pro America team 3D. We've got the goddamn resistance, and we got fucking Nick goddamn Patrick. This is a <laughs> recipe for an amazing match. Well, we got an old man sitting in the front that is enjoying his fucking. Yo, y'all peep, y'all peep that old Asian man. And, uh, <laughs> you know, go back and buy So, uh, that dude was said, having the time of his life that entire fucking night. And if you rewatch this pay per view, he into dead center front row. I'm telling you. Best night of his fucking life. <laughs> um, so we get a really cool bubble bomb that, uh, I bring it up because he really loved the hell out of the Dudley boys. Uh, to Grenier that gets Devon to get a hot tag. And Devon looks really good. Uh, for the most part of this match, it's the same formula as always. It's not a whole lot to really dive into. They do uh, Ronnie pulls Nick Patrick out of the ring after a convincing 3D. Um, you know, it's the same old formula. And then we get a small surprise, small change other than the last six podcasts that we have done. Uh, the cameraman runs in, and it's... I don't know. The other French guy. guy's name. It's, Rob it's motherfucking Conway, Rob Conway, baby. Oh, Rob Conway, baby. It is Rob Conway. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah, he runs in the <laughs> ring. He cracks <laughs> Devon with the camera. He drags Dupree over him for the pin. I gave this one and a half stars. We've talked about this for too long. Give him a I, I'm just. We'll I'm go gonna, ahead. Mike. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something real fast. Uh, during the match, Bubba gives Renee like a shoulder bump, like a little shoulder tackle. And he proceeds to grab his head and slam it against the mat. And yeah. it is so yeah. aggressively not touching the mat that like 
I was like, you guys could have picked any other camera angle, but it's like about this. It's a it's a good like clean six inches off the ground of him just like shaking baby syndrome in his head. <laughs> this match yeah, was this terrible. Match is... Nick Patrick is still by far the worst referee. Nick Patrick is fucking horrible, bro. <laughs> this nigga can't see nothing. Like. <laughs> He's the reason WCW folded the piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> if he j- would have just done his job and beat Earl like I said. St- <laughs> stupid motherfucker could have fixed the whole damn invasion. That's the hot take. That's the whole hot take of the invasion angle is that if Nick Patrick would have won against Earl Hebner, would things have been different? No. I would have given Triple H the company so much faster. <laughs> Yeah, Anyways, we move forward. Mean. Does anyone give this match WCW over a star? Does this go? I give it a star this, and a half. Does this go higher yeah. than two? <laughs> I gave it two. I gave it two until the ending. One and three quarters, please. Star and three quarters, yes, sir. Takes him to go in that star and three quarters territory. <laughs> Devon looked good. Devon, what'd you give it, Cortland? Two. Two flat. Oh wow, I went low then. Sorry, boys. America, <laughs> hell yeah, good shit. Um, after the match, you have uh, Rob Conway beat the shit out of Spike, uh, who comes down for the save. He just uses that ca- that camera. Is why do people not use the cameras against like the Dudleys, man? The Dudleys get the shit beaten out of him by a single camera three times. It's crazy. Um, as uh, as La Resistance's music continues playing in the arena, Jonathan Coachman interviews the Dudleys on the ramp. Bubba cuts a quick, so "Hell yeah, America! If you don't like America, you suck." Uh, bullshit promo, then gives the credit to the youngsters for doing whatever it takes to retain the championships. They won't rest until the t- until they get the titles back. And we're continuing this feud. This is, f- I'm sick. I'm tired of this feud, however. Coach in this spot, knowing what we know comes later. But I remember <laughs> laughing in the beginning of this, wherever he walks up to him, and he's like, hey, I know you don't like them, but they're pretty good. <laughs> and they're like, Coach, <laughs> I swear. Dude, he like it's funny because he goes on the Bubba Ray goes on that American spiel and then literally answers the question right after. He's Listen. like, you think it was kind of smart? He was like, What are you one of those anti-American sympathizers? But yeah, it was kind of smart. <laughs> Listen, you are you with them anti-American pieces of shit that I'm actually proud that they did what they did to beat us? <laughs> Oh yeah, great um, job, them scumbag so, sons of bitches, commies. Fuck them. So moving on, we got Eric Bischoff warming up in the back. Uh, 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 it's the ninth degree black belt, Eric Bischoff. I need you to put some respect on that name. He's also not warming up, Cortland. Get it right. He's shadow boxing. What? What? And you talking about fucking London? Ain't that what this whole thing is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's basically yeah, you, have Eric, wife. you have Eric Bischoff with Christian, and Christian's complaining about, and honestly, kind of rightfully so. He's not, he's not anywhere on the fucking card. Mm-hmm. He he's, he um, claims he should be in the main event, but he he is upset that he's not not on the card nonetheless. Which once again, it's your Intercontinental Champion. It makes sense, but then immediately switches over to horniness, and is just like, so you gonna tell us what you did with Linda? That wasn't even the best part of that segment. The best part of the segment was Christian saying that Stone Cold was jealous of him for his connection with the peeps. Yeah. (laughs) It made me laugh. It's good shit. 
Yeah, man. You got that type of connection, you know? Hell yeah, bud. That's that, that um, Canadian hospitality there, brother. We also get Eric Bischoff teasing that he does have a backup plan in his match against Shane McMahon, which we do see later. And uh, we're sent to SmackDown announce team <laughs> for their first match of the night, which is The Undertaker versus A-Train. And oh, uh, man. So- Taker has a wild motorcycle. I don't know if anyone peeped that. Oh, I did. So I stared at it for a while. A quick quick jump back. Before he comes out with that, they do like a quick recap because they're going to focus the entire match on Taker having beat up ribs. And in that little recap, they're like a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown, uh, A-Train hits him with a two by four. And by two by four, I mean, it looks like a leg from an Ikea table. Yeah. It is the flimsiest little piece of wood that he fucking beats him with, and I'm like, that takes out American Badass the whole way. Look me up for a week, buddy. <laughs> for, for two. It was at least um, two weeks. <laughs> I have something in between that as well. Uh, it dawned on me when they were doing that recap. Taz wearing sunglasses indoors during these events is the funniest fucking thing in the world. It's so <laughs> funny to me. He, he looks like so He wears them. It's so sick. <laughs> he's got oh, he's got sunglasses on. He's got an oversized suit that's never tailored, and no one questions the sunglasses ever. They're just like I just need to know what Taz is gearing up to do. Like when he's getting ready, like, buddy, he's got he's places happened. to be. During the entrances, Taz calls it the way he sees it, and he says. A train and the ever hot Sable. And the ever hot Sable. <laughs> if I have to um, see Sable run her fingers down A train's chest and titty one more time, oh, I want to throw up. It's so bad. Come on, man. That's the good shit right there, buddy. <laughs> I want to say so. It was a, it was a backstage segment on on the SmackDown prior, and I just want to say that there's two unwilling participants. There's a security guard. There's, like, two security guards that work for the SmackDown venue that they were at in, like, fucking Milwaukee or whatever, and they had to watch the whole thing from just outside a camera view. And uh-huh. then one of them, one of them like, were horny about it? One of them was, like, a 65-year-old, like, mom that was just, like... She was horny about it. She was just sitting down, like, I don't like this. Uh-uh. Um, oh, Undertaker's man. big evil theme is dog shit. You A-Train's theme fucking rules. I think Dude, I said I A-Train's theme sucked. A Train's theme, a hugely underrated theme. I think at one point on this podcast, I actually said that A Train's theme sucked. I would like to like revoke that statement. This fucking ruled. Did they change it? I don't I know. They, it was awesome. They might have revamped it a little bit because I could have sworn a couple of the times it seemed kind of yeah. just like super generic. Then they start but with sounded, the train doing the choo choo and all well, that. Well, they've been yeah. doing that, but it was like it was like after it's like after that part. Like it used to be kind of generic, and I think they like kind of like revamped it because like at this time a bunch of people were finally getting like their really good theme songs. Like thanks, Jim R- Johnston. Appreciate you. RVD bud. finally got like Shut the up, words JJ. to his song. Fucking Chris Benoit's got switched over. Like I think like they revamped a couple people that were like kind of eh. But oh yeah, but we get Goldberg's uh, uh shitty theme later on. Him. It's fine. We'll talk about that. So we get Taker's Taker with bandaged ribs, like you said, and uh, we get a picture perfect vertical suplex from A Train here. Um, referee Brian Hedner gets turned inside out. Uh, by the Undertaker looks really sick. Um, shout out him. 
there's a bicycle kick from A-Train to The Undertaker while he runs out to get a chair. When he runs back in, catches a big boot for his troubles. Undertaker lands a choke slam after attempting a tombstone uh, victory at 9 minutes 19 seconds. However, there's a post-match where Sable comes in after uh, Taker tries to give A-Train a last ride. Thank God he didn't attempt to. Um, then uh, <laughs> Taker just grabs Sable's throat and looks at the entrance ramp and uh, Stephanie McMahon, music hits. And she comes I'm running down and I mean, she's running and she's uh, running. And when she gets there, she just loot as press, a few bumps, uh, punches, get up real quick. Um, A-Train pulls Sable out of the ring. Uh, Taz screams, oh, we almost saw something pop out there. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Why is it that Taz's, for, uh, Taz's horniness is nowhere near the fucking weirdo shit of JR and King? It's just funny. Because no, it's, no, no, no. it's like super subtle. And it's always like in a weird spot where it's like a bunch of commotion. And he's just like, you almost saw Titty. Like he's just, just like, yeah. he's like, he's kind of pushes it in there. He's like, wow, they're beating the shit out of each other. Look over there. And over here, some Titty. <laughs> oh my goodness. What, what, All right, he'll do go, that uncomfortable laugh that he does. I will say what doesn't go unnoticed is the aggressive, horny camera shots of Sable throughout this entire yeah. match. Um, it's yeah, just like, like it's like it's like slow match, slow match. Look at her titties, slow match, titties. <laughs> slow. <laughs> also, yeah, on camera six, camera six. Hey, hey, you piece of shit. Yeah, camera six. Sean, we need you to just be. Yep, her tits the whole way. Yep. <laughs> Sean, get down there and get some measurements on them. Sean, forty-one and a half. Not quite. All right, move on. <laughs> I, know. I, know. I didn't write down exactly what he said, but I did write down. I never want to hear Michael Cole talk about anyone touching anyone's nipples ever again. Yeah, it was. It was so <laughs> uh, well, I gave this match two and a quarter. Uh, because uh -oh. I feel like uh, I've watched a lot of these Taker and A-Train matches over the years, and uh, this is one of their better ones. Honestly, I felt like they uh, kind of, you know, did with what they had. Luckily, it didn't go any longer than that. It could have been a minute or two shorter. This went um, nine but, fucking I mean, minutes. Yeah, it's nine minutes, but, I mean, it's a whole-ass pay-per-view, and... Would you rather have given the Dudleys an extra six minutes? Could have given. I would have rather the... gotten Rey Mysterio, Shannon Moore on the fucking event. Thank you. Um. <laughs> yeah. I all right. Undertaker's move set as Big Evil fucking rocks. Um, yeah. It just feels like he's more comfortable doing different shit, and it just came off really well. Um. Why did we get a ref bump in the second match on the card? Because the I don't know, but. Because fuck Brian Hebner. Sell it, goddammit. Go out there and sell it like you fucking died. In my notes, <laughs> uh, in my notes it literally is like Michael Cole talking about nipples, and it's like Brian Hebner gets decapitated. It's like the next thing that happens, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> he gets murdered. <laughs> yeah, uh, this was good. It, it wasn't good. It wasn't horrendous. I gave it a star and three quarters. It was, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's not. There's nothing to run home about, but yeah. I mean, yeah. it's probably the best it's... I'll ever rate an Undertaker and A Train match. I think the, I feel like this is their best I think the problem is, is I, uh... 
Taker getting worked, like his like ribs being like the problem or him having an injury and then like having that slow pace of a match, it's just painful. Ethan? Yeah. No, no, I was just going to say, I watched, there's a match between them on a SmackDown earlier in the year that I gave like three stars that was really good. With this one, it just felt like they had a, they had a match layout in mind, but it was just so boring and dull. There was just one match on SmackDown where they just beat the shit out of each other. I liked a lot more. Good. But with this one, it was just like, they were just like, all right, we're going to do this stuff for a little while. You know, sell the ribs, do this. There was just no life to it. I did, I went two and a quarter, though, too. I mean, oh, I didn't cool. think it was, you know, yeah. you know, they did what they did. I feel like I like, I don't, y'all don't hate me for this one. Um, Michael Cole has a cool call in this whenever Stephanie runs down. He Ooh. calls this shit like the World Series, dude. <laughs> like, he's like, it's like the greatest thing that he has ever called in his life, like, to him. Like, he's freaking the <laughs> fuck do you We're believe funny. in miracles? <laughs> like, it's nothing to freak out about at all. And he's just calling this shit like it's the fucking Super Bowl. Well, it's also just like all that happened was she got like fucking like, yeah, she got beat up by A-Train like two weeks prior. But it's not like she was like, it's not like Brock Lesnar fucking f 5 her into his ring post three times the week prior. Yeah, like, Michael Cole, Michael Cole did of, call this. But she was kind like, of hurt, she, so it's not like it was like a, a miraculous return from Stephanie. Yeah, this was not like a, oh, I just came back from a four-year surgery or like whatever. This was like Bobby <laughs> Boucher returning at the, the Bourbon Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a different time um, for her to be returning. It's like the time frame is short. Um, we literally we literally saw her two weeks ago, guys. Let's take it down a notch. Pat, what'd you go? Two flat. Casey, what'd you go? I gave it uh, one and three quarters. All right, well, great. Let's move on from this shit show, too. Um, we get Jonathan Coachman interviewing fans in the front row. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. One. No, no, no. He asks one, two, two. Right? It's two people. There's, it's it's two. Basically one girl and then the horny ass guy that's like the man. Goldberg. I'd let him fuck my wife. I, I would let him fuck my wife. I, I would let Goldberg wrote, fuck my wife. Coach asks Goldberg dick riders who's going to win the elimination chamber because they're both just like, it's the simplest question. It's going to be Goldberg. <laughs> it's the bald guy mustache. We we had Stone Cold here for how fucking long, but it's the same guy. It's just like, he asked the girl, she's like, fucking Goldberg. Duh. And then he like moves the microphone over and the guy's wearing a fucking Goldberg shirt. And, and he like, just says, he, at first he just says, the man. Goldberg, yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. He says the man and coach is like there's fuck it, Yeah, there's and the guy's like backing up, he's like, the man. Oh, Goldberg. <laughs> it's such a weird <laughs> moment. Anyway, alright. We move on to Eric Bischoff. We move on to uh to Eric Bischoff versus Shane McMahon. Bischoff so, comes down, uh he says that he fucked Linda a lot. Um it's a weird weird thing so there's a weird, um, it's like there's a whole oh, promo no. package leading up to this where i they're don't showing want this bischoff is a sexually assaulting linda bald kane is setting fucking jr on fire there's a lot happening these <laughs> promo packages felt like an hour and a half a piece no, i was watching the shawshank redemption every fucking match <laughs> i'm gonna jump over the promo stuff but in that promo other than this thing he says, Vince, I don't know why you're traveling the country eating hamburgers my when, you God, have, when you have a filet mignon right here. Filet mignon at home. 
And that shit is funny. <laughs> that mm. shit is funny. Um, um, Shane comes down and just beats the shit out of Eric Bischoff. His intensity in the beginning of this fucking ruled. He did um, one dance to come out, and then he just stops and is like, I'm going to kill you now. And he just walks straight to him. Time to whoop his ass. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Coachman turned pussy in this and cracked Shane McMahon with a chair. The ref goes to call the match, but Bischoff changes it to a no disqualifications. False count anywhere match. Uh, Coach's God. calls in the ring are Dude. some of the best shit in the world. But he's like... <laughs> But he's like, it's a slobber knocker. Shane's down. Shane's down. It is good shit. So, so he hands the so he hands the mic over to to coach, and then has fucking King and Jr.'s mics get shut off, and then the whole time, yeah, it's just him mocking fucking Jr. It's like, oh. What a maneuver! <laughs> he looks. He looks over and he goes, "Don't worry, Jim Ross. I'll take it from here." Also, on the outside, before they go in, uh, Eric, whenever he announces that it's going to be a false count anywhere, he's like, "Matter of fact, Coach, why don't you introduce that piece of shit into those steel steps?" <laughs> Well, I had first to of all, <laughs> first of all, so, Coach fucking appears literally out of thin air. Yeah, it's like the camera angles. There he is. Because it's like, Coachman. Well, because like, so they're on the outside. The camera angles like down, kind of low, and then literally out of nowhere, Coach just like comes into frame with Boom. the stiffest fucking chair shot. And it's funny because me, me and Corlin played the match back because <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. It's and so like funny. earlier on, when they first get outside of the ring, the camera cuts and you see Coach just sitting on the side in the chair, <laughs> just like. <laughs> <laughs> But then, yeah, when you introduce this this piece of shit to the steel steps is the greatest thing that anyone's dude, ever so said. Fucking funny, dude. So later on in the match, fucking coach gives Shane. I think legitimately one of the hardest low blows I've ever seen because, like, there's honestly no way that Shane could sell through the yeah, rest of for that long that his balls hurt unless like coach fucking just why i'm right in this fucking nuts like yeah i thought he, like, I thought he was like, like nursing he, a pool like, at shit. the end we'll get to the the full end of it he's still holding them like god damn it like <laughs> he fucking gets in there snug we uh we have stone cold come down and this is the physical provocation era of stone cold steve austin as oh. general manager um, coach is talking his shit with like the whole I'm not touching you thing. Shane bumps him into Austin. <laughs> he said, Is mine over matters? <laughs> and Stone Cold, you don't matter. You don't matter. <laughs> the crowd <laughs> goes <laughs> The crowd goes fucking ape shit when he gets bumped. <laughs> that shit's so funny. They man. go it's like Boo. Yeah, like it's just fucking crazy. It was it's, such a fast it's the first. Flip. It's the first time that an entire collective audience put together like he fucking touched him though. He did it. It's <laughs> over. He pushed him like oh, 
Oh, he fucked up. <laughs> uh, he did the thing he's not supposed to do there, buddy. Yep. Mm -hmm. He should the one. I will say, so they, they start beating down Coach, and you can see, if you rewatch it and just look at Shane when he gets into the muds, like the, the mud hole that oh, gets bro, stopped he in him, he, he's like, you kick me in the, he's like, you hit me hard Yo, he, shit in the balls and just proceed to kick the shit him. out of him. That shit is funny as fuck. Shane <laughs> then slaps Austin with Eric Bischoff's hand, and Bischoff gets stunned for his troubles. Shane then actually kills Eric for a pinfall. Um, my rating was better <laughs> than Taker A-Train. Better than Taker A-Train. Um, I went two oh, stars yeah. on this. I went I went two stars, then I went one was one was for the table spot where fucking Shane murders Eric Bischoff. Uh, and two, the second star was uh, just for uh, Shane's testicles. Freaking punched that hard. All right, well, R.I.P. Portland. I'm giving it. Oh, Pat. I'm giving it two and a half stars for the entire spectacle. Say whatever you want about the match, but the spectacle. Yeah, <laughs> the dude. whole entire twenty minutes. This is sports entertainment, yeah. and I was thoroughly entertained. Hell yeah, it was entertaining as shit. It was fucking awesome, man. Two and a half. It's it's not your pro wrestling match, but it's a hell of a story, and it's funny as hell. Yeah, I definitely Ethan, enjoyed. It. Ethan, where'd you go about the uh, the table spot? Yeah, that's where he just he, he just killed Eric at the end. Dude. Dude. The table spot, dope, elbow from, drop. Yeah, literally, I said Shane then actually kills Eric for a pinfall. Yeah. <laughs> but Shane got a pop out of Stone Cold though, because Stone Cold gives gives Eric the stunner. Shane goes down for the pin. And they count it, and as it gets to three, pulls him up, and Stone Cold legitimately laughs. It looked like he didn't know what was gonna happen. He Stone Cold smirked and when this. Shane did the elbow was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. dude. It, the double elbow and coach not knowing how to run the ropes. <laughs> dude, Stone Cold also like after the elbow, he's he's laughing, you know, the pinfall happens, he's laughing in the ring, and then he realized that he's like, Oh shit, he might actually really be fucked up. Let me go check on these motherfuckers real quick. <laughs> Yeah, he goes to Eric first, which I think is hilarious. He's yeah. like, are you okay? Uh, Shane, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Ethan, what'd you go here, bud? Times, pal. Huh? Ethan, what'd you go here, bud? I feel bad. You went one and a Come quarter. Come on, man. You I went half a star. This is a Monday Night Raw segment. I don't ever want to see Shane McMahon and Eric Bischoff wrestle one another. I don't need to see Coach and Stone Cold and everybody coming down. We're going to run through a table. We're going to do all this. It's a fucking JR's payday, going to yell about it. Hell yeah, got to get him all that pay-per-view point bucks, buddy. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I understand. It was, it was something so else. I so bad, man. Y'all were having this man, good Get your bum asses out the ring. I could see in your eyes. Dude, you were tuned the fuck out. You were, like, you were reading. I, I watched you doing this, and you're like, you're trying to, like, what do I remember about this match? Just because I need to say something good about it. Because they are fucking loving this shit. That's what that those, those eyes were. I was hoping you would skip me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. I just want to have it built in me, bro. Um, I loved this match. But uh, moving on. So not no, let me say one last thing. Was that, it was funny for what it was. I just don't see it as even it was a match. Not, it the was ref not just necessary. Not it wasn't necessary in the goddamn slightest, but here we are. Yeah. I thought I it was funny. Made um, me laugh. 
so for some reason, not on the Peacock version, if you're watching this back with us or for us that had to watch it, uh, they had a warm-up for Kevin Nash that is not in the recording on Peacock. Oh. It's further down, I uh, thought. Did they move it? Did they move well, it? Well, uh, supposedly when it originally aired was right after the Eric Bischoff and uh, Shane McMahon match. I I could have sworn I literally wrote Does it, it down. Does it just go like straight was... into the evolution segment? Is it? It's yeah, it's, it goes it's, straight it's, into yeah. the evolution yeah. with Rick. Yeah, I could have sworn I wrote that. Down. I swear I saw it. I'm not crazy. Man, Triple H said. Yeah, yeah we get um, evolution no backstage. Uh, it's really just dissension between Triple H and Orton <laughs> being my felt. Note, my note for this is there is no fucking what if, Randy. You there goddamn is no idiot. What if. Because <laughs> uh, he just keeps going. Well, what happens if he gets taken out? And then Randy or <laughs> Ric Flair is like, "There's no what if." I like the segment. It was I love it. I love it. You want the it. next match too? Sure, I will. I, I just wanted to say though, I really like the segment. It's an easy way to get a little bit different of a scenario going into the chamber. But mm-hmm. next up, in Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero right. defended the U.S. title against Chris Benoit, Rhino, and Tajiri. This was my first match of the night that made it into decent territory for me. Oh, absolutely. I went three and a quarter on it. I mean, you put these four in there, Eddie Benoit and Tajiri are going to kick ass no matter what, and Rhino can fit in there and do his stuff too. Um, trying to see what else, what all I put on here. Guerrero just turned heel recently, correct? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did he turn? What did he do? Uh, he fucking, what well, was the belt shots to everybody and like turning on his tag team partner and shit? Yeah, and, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. they were just they were especially because I think Chavo is still out at the time. Oh, yeah. They man. just they let him just kind of run wild with it. But it's like yeah. it, it's one of those things where like I even wrote it in here like it's really hard to hate him at the time because yeah. like he does shitty things, but like then he comes out in a fucking lowrider and you're like this is fucking cool. Although Michael Cole says it looks like a rainbow trout. Yeah, let's stop talking about Michael Cole. That sounds like a great plan. Thanks, guys. Um, I accident—I didn't even realize that I wrote this, but I'm going to run with it. Uh, Chris Benoit almost kills Tajiri in what was supposed to be a Hurricane Rana over the top rope, and yes. Benoit just straight up powerbombed Tajiri over the top. He throws him out the ring. Tajiri's about to land on top of the camera dude's head. That man literally steps to the side. And the jury just plops on the fucking I don't know ground. what the spot is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a hurricane rod over the top. The hurricane rod over the top. Tajiri like, doesn't like wrap his legs. Yeah. yeah. It was bad. He just goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't, so, I don't really know. In this match, though, I felt like there was a lot of good Germans, yep. obviously, as always, from Benoit. Uh, Rhino got his shit in with the gore, like Ethan said. Rhino can kind of fit in in these, like, scramble matches, like these triple threats, these uh, fatal four-ways, um, that's where he shines the best because it's that big guy that can take a lot and he can give no, really real fast bits. Yeah. He's a really good uh, placement wrestling. holder because it's like you can have Tajiri and him in the ring and then someone gets spilled out and then, like, while Rhino's still in because he's the big guy, then you have fucking Chris Benoit come in and he's, like, a perfect well, placeholder for yeah. everything. And also... Rhino is that person that, like, if you got a match that's run in six minutes, seven minutes, you need it to break down. Person to send in is Rhino. You just send him in in 10 seconds, it's a completely flattened out yeah. field, and then you get right. a referee 10 Build count, and then the match right. gets so, to its finish line. Rhino is that guy that can get you to that place that yeah. you're trying to get to in most right. matches. From A to B, he's your Definitely. guy. Definitely. He's and that he's- guy. And every crowd's gonna pop for the gore. So, oh, yeah. oh dude, it's mm. it's a beautiful move. Um, 
it's fast and badass. I don't have a lot of notes for it other than I have some. like you get the typical Eddie Guerrero spots, you know, like uh didn't he bring in a belt in this match? Yes. He brought the belt in. Um you get that spot, um you get the typical referee not being there for it. Um Benoit and Tajiri just beat the absolute shit out of each other. If you go back and watch this um, I don't recommend watching this whole pay-per-view, but this is one of those matches you stop at and really see what these dudes can do. Because I feel like giving another minute or two and not following what we just saw, the crowd would have been way more into yeah. this match, and we would be talking about three, three-quarters, possibly four-star match, given it's good time. Um, so I went three and a half on this match. So one of the fun parts about this and like, just to show like, once again, that Eddie is a fun heel is the match starts off to where all four of them are in the ring. Eddie is fucked over all the other three members of this match. And all he keeps doing, all he keeps doing, sir, (laughs) (laughs) Fuck we do Quit <laughs> fucking with us. Stop I didn't mean to do that. that shit. Um, every time that they start locking up, Eddie just rolls out of the ring. Yeah. And he does mm-hmm. it like four fucking times. Everyone's like, what? And eventually he gets in, he gets cornered, and he gets the shit beat out of him. And it's like the nice little payoff. But there's also a spot to where he uh, he does the, uh, the lasso from El Paso on Tajiri. And then while he's doing that, Rhino yeah, puts just... Rhino gets put into the crossface by Benoit, and it's just his. It's Eddie's face realizing what's happening, and then him yelling like "Hey, hey!" to the ref to be like, "Don't look at him, look at me!" And it's just like it's like the facial expressions of it is just great because he's just like, "No, yeah. don't!" He's gonna tap. I know he is. Just don't look at him. He's not there. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a four. I actually really liked it, especially from what the first three matches are on this. Yeah. I think that they did a great job. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a couple spots that are a little weird. There's the part where Tajiri gets caught into a tree while Benoit does a headbutt over him. And I'm like, that is it's great. (laughs) But then Tajiri literally getting like the save at like two and three quarters of a count. It's like the timing is just right. Mm. But yeah, I liked it. It's just, it's just great. I love that, man. It's just that was nice. Oh, well, I'll, I'll go first. It's fine, Pat. I'll, I'll save you for last. I went three uh, and a half. I thought it was great. I enjoyed it a lot. All right. My turn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave it three and a half as well. Um, I fucking love that match, dude. It was pretty sick. I, I kind of wish I would have went higher, to be honest with you. Um, I, I really feel like uh, for, like, future rest anybody with future wrestling endeavors man if you want to learn how to do a fucking fatal four-way match the perfect way watch that fucking match no wasted motions there was one fuck up and it was the jerry spot but that was it that jerry spot was first. terrifying yeah. actually yeah. I, I sat up and yeah. grabbed my fucking like my the sides of my bed i was like <gasps> like he's gonna yeah. fucking die it's over gracefully to jerry's kind of like a cat when he falls i guess like yeah. he just Lands where he needs to land, I guess that makes sense. No, it's crazy Tajiri, bro. that we're talking about 2003 Tajiri, and Tajiri is wrestling right now as a champion. In He's a champion right now, and <laughs> it's it's unbelievable, man, just to see how awesome a guy is and how he's welcome in every single locker room he goes into. Yeah. He's an all around outstanding athlete, and 
dude, that motherfucker, it's like <laughs> for real, man. So <laughs> he's like, can't put it in words. What deal he made with the devil, but he looks better than he did five years ago. You know, That's weird. He just that dude just ages weird. It's like he's going backwards now. <laughs> they uh, they show Shawn Michaels taping up for the main event, and then they show the highlight of Brock Lesnar actually killing Zach Gallen. Um, yeah. oh, dude was fucking leaking on SmackDown. Leaked. Um, they had his mom up there crying and shit. Bro, his mom's, bro. Stop! I was like, man, this is horrible. Tanks, tanks, grown. You tried to jump the barricade, Sean was fucked up. He takes a grown man's blood Ash and wipes it on his fucking face. Yeah. Bork is out and lost. Yeah, this is fucking. <laughs> yeah, this is officially Bork laser territory. Then um, <laughs> we also get a quick recap of Matt Hardy being a bitch on Sunday Night Heat. Um, and then we jump oh, yeah. into the uh, WWE Championship match. We get Kurt Angle defending his title against Brock Lesnar. Um, another promo package that felt like it took fucking forever. Yeah. Um, no one Lesnar needed, turned heel. No he wants one needed his belt to back. watch we fucking fucking Brock beat the shit out of a one-legged man, and then then be like, "Oh, Again. and by the way, the reason why we're here is because him and Kurt have fucking fallen out, and they want they both want to be champion." Like yeah, it was I don't way know why too much Zach information. Gallen. I don't know why we're just throwing this Zach Gallon thing, and they're like, "Hey." Sable needs money. He needs money. Go find someone that needs you. And then hey, they just this, fucking... Who's this on guy wants to be a pro him? wrestler. He's got one leg. Kill him. Kill his ex, Brock. <laughs> Kill that motherfucker. Oh, one guy paying one leg. <laughs> one leg of the tour. <laughs> Brock's just mad because he can't double leg take down this guy. fucking <laughs> ass down. Oh man, I wanna, I we have just... went off the rails. <laughs> the uh, the pacing and the formula for this match, top notch shit. I wanted um, to say Brock, this yeah. is an instant yeah. two star match because there's no ring pyro for Brock. Well, let's work it back um, up. Buddy. He had it on SmackDown um, against fucking Zach Gowan. <laughs> Brock looks like Maybe a. Maybe it just fucking... didn't go off, man. Fuck. I'm sorry. Brock looks like a fucking beast during his, like, moments on top building heat and uh, beating the shit out of Angle, who's, like, the perfect guy for him. Uh, and then Kurt's fight back was great. It was fucking awesome. The crowd loved it. I fucking loved it. I hope you loved it. Um, the ref bump, and then Vince comes down and cracks Angle over the back with a chair. Kurt overcomes the odds, taps out Brock Lesnar as Vince watches on helplessly. This was great shit. That's a four-star match. I loved yep. it. Hell yeah, I gave it three and three quarters. I think the shout-out mostly to the camera crew because the close-ups that they got of everyone in this, really good storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, Brock used a lot of innovative offense in this match, a lot of stuff that I feel like you haven't seen him do in matches against Kurt Angle, and that says a lot considering that they ran a 60-minute Ironman. So, um, yeah, it was really good shit, man. I really enjoyed this match. Like I said, three and three quarters. Hats off to both of them. Good shit. Go watch it. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. I went low, but still high. Three and a half for me. Um, right, This is a good-ass match. I feel like I would have rated it higher if everything that... By the time this match happened, to be honest, I was fucking exhausted. Like, uh, me too. Just sitting through, like, the days. Eric Bischoff and shit and all that. But, like, it was a great match. One of my favorite moments of this match, and honestly, I didn't remember this happening at all, was... Kurt Angle 
attempting a sleeper hold with his legs while he was hanging off of Brock Lesnar's back. Oh, that right. shit was fucking rad. <laughs> I was like, was he going for a an F5 on one leg? Yes. Using one leg, so he, Brock Lesnar lands an F5. He does an F5, but in the process, he spikes Kurt onto his fucking head. You know, the guy that just came just back from neck surgery. I'd fuck someone on their head if I used both of my feet. <laughs> but it's impressive. You can go around. But, oh, God. Yeah. Casey, what'd you go? Casey, you go ahead, buddy. All right. I gave this four and a quarter. This is this got four and a quarter. Man, Casey's I, giving them flakes out tonight, boy. Yeah, he's like, oh, I also, once again, I watched this over two days, and I think I pretty much started from the Fatal Four Way on, so like it was we easier did to build watch. back up from a two star match. Let's go. <laughs> I was joking. I was. <laughs> um. So a couple of things. So one, there is the working on the legs. So we get a one leg F five on a person who just had fucking neck surgery. Terrifying. Um, this is Vince McMahon's 58th birthday. He, he takes an angle, angle slam onto a chair that is yeah, that shit set up to wild. sit in. Like this that like, shit was like, set, set up, up like you're gonna sit in. He it gets a quarter of a star just because he took that bump. Yeah. I like comparing this to the WrestleMania match that they had. They're both really great matches, and I think the reason why I put this one higher than that one, because I did give that one four stars, is because I didn't have to wait for Brock to almost kill himself. Because the whole time, I'm just like, it's gonna happen soon, and that's all I'm really paying attention about, but like, they're just two really good fucking athletes, and it's a good match. And so it should be a four-star match, because like, it's fucking crazy-ass Bork versus Kurt Angle. Was this peak Vince McMahon on steroids? Do you yes. think that played a factor oh, in him taking man. that? <laughs> that chest was buffed up. He was buddy. He was popping out that suit. Something's gonna Just pop out of there, buddy. Pal. Just fucking hit me with it, pal. Eric Bischoff fucked my wife last week. Hit me with it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nah, but um, I'm with Pat. I went three and a half. Um, I thought it was a really good match. You know, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Um, I mean, you put Kurt and Brock in there. It's going to be great. Um, I like the WrestleMania match just a little bit better. I think it's just because that was – well, I mean, as a kid, I remember watching that match back a bunch, and it still holds up for me. This one, I really don't know if I'd seen this one before. I've seen the Iron Man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this was really good. Um, three and a half for me. No real complaints. Well, hell yeah. Well, next up, we get a uh, another backstage segment, and it's Goldberg warming up. Um, yeah, and then uh, they do a shot of the Arizona Diamondbacks at ringside. They show the winner of the Diva Search Contest, uh, Jamie Copey. I don't Cope. even remember that happening. Uh, I fast-forwarded through all one. of it. I think it was the first one they did. Um and then we get a Canon RVD video package. Uh, we get a no-holds-barred match here, and we finally get a blow-off to this tag team and this long run in the Reign of Terror that we've been covering. Uh, we've seen the beginning and the demise of RVD and Kane. Before we jump into it, are y'all bummed to see it go, ready to get this shit over with? Get it uh, out of here, man. The yeah. era uh, of psychopath Kane is 100% the best Kane we ever got. Yeah. 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 
I just still never understood when they had him unmask that he already had like the wig attached to the mask, and then they had him like shave like <laughs> dude, I, you know, half of his fucking head to have a little bit of hair. Entire fucking life, dog. Like my whole life, that shit has pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like he had hair. We know he had hair. Why did you? Why did we go this route? Like honestly, him looking the way he does, anyways, with long hair, probably would have looked just as freaky. But like. God, God, that yeah, unmasking a, is something else, dude. It's not exactly the payoff that I wanted, but right. uh, there's a good Rolling Thunder using the chair from RVD. Kane is doing his uh, best part of being the big bad guy here. Um, there's Tombstone on steel steps, like he did to Shane McMahon, and Kane rolls RVD into the ring, and he gets the three at 12 minutes, 49 seconds. God. Um, I want to just throw out there, I've never understood the Rolling Thunder or a five-star Frog Splash where they land directly on the chair. I'm just like, why? Like, realistically, like, sure. that just seems like it hurts you more than anyone because it's like you're putting all the momentum onto the steel. But, like... Yeah. Yeah, like when Jeff used to do that swan time to put a ladder over somebody. Yeah, so but he that just has to hurt you so yeah, much more. Yeah, that's Jeff... Being yeah. just like fuck it, let's do it, bud. <laughs> I'm not anytime... gonna say what what Jeff Hardy this was, yeah, but, but you know, anytime, you know by now. Anytime it was like the ladder, the chair, any of those times, I'm like that has to hurt them so much more. Everyone just a yeah. click. Me and Mike's uh, gonna get in our drawers and start dancing around. I, man. Uh, that's good. gonna be just for our uh, exclusive content only. That's the Patreon one. Um, uh-huh. Jr. Jr. says that Kane is acting like the byproduct of an inbred mongrel dog. Not yeah. the best thing he said. Though. Not the best thing he said. <laughs> right before the finish. Right before the finish of the match. Kane is breathing heavy, and Jim Ross says, "You can hear Kane moaning and breathing out sadistic sounds out of his hideous mouth in that hot, stinking breath." <laughs> <laughs> what is he? I was in tears, bro. That hot, stinking breath. His hideous but a fucking uh, his, and breathing in, out sadistic sounds out of his hideous mouth out of his and hideous hot. inbred mongrel dog mouth like, that's good shit Kane is a byproduct it, yeah man what <laughs> uh, but the best part is, is a, it's, a, it's a byproduct but he only gives you one thing it's a byproduct of because mm. by means two but it's yeah, fine. No <laughs> um, this had got... the fucking pace of goddamn molasses by the way yeah. <laughs> it's not great Ethan, you i go can't lie to y'all i didn't watch this match <laughs> <laughs> I just can't lie, man. Given what you just heard, what... <laughs> oh man, I'm lightheaded, bud. I'm not even gonna lie. That fuck is a doozy. Fucking stabbing the dark. Christmas. What would you give it? We've already yeah, checked that. On a guesstimate, what would you give Rob Van Dam versus Kane? You're walking into that blindfold, and you hear. You can hear Kane moaning and breathing out sadistic sounds out of his hideous mouth in that hot, stinking breath. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give it two stars. Yes. yes. That's exactly what I gave it. So you're on the it's money, buddy. I gave it two and a half. I enjoyed the shit out of it. 
Um, you just like so, that I gotta watch it now. So, it all right, it was 13 minutes. It, it overstayed the shit out of its welcome, right? It was terribly mm-hmm. long. Um, but yeah. it was a match that was supposed to portray Kane as a legitimate, unhinged, unkillable crazy man, and they got there eventually, and I thought that did what it needed to do. Yeah. Was he portrayed as unhinged, or was he portrayed as a byproduct of a mongrel dog? God damn yeah, it. Yeah, with a sadistic sound out of his hideous <laughs> mouth, and his hot, stinking <laughs> breath. <laughs> you have no idea how hard it is to be Kane in 2003. We're going to skip back really fast. Brock Lesnar is technically coined as the first lunatic fringe. I just want to throw it out. It was there. weird. Oh, I didn't like it. I don't want to talk about that. It pissed me off. Bro, bro. I just want to talk about something, man. Yo, Kane set JR on fire, dog. He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, we, we just breezed over that. We're like, fuck it. He got set on fire. Wait, so did that happen before this? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, said, he set him on fire, and it led to a no disqualification match on Raw against Shane. Wait. What? Did and JR commentate this after being set on fire? He got set on yes. fire. Rob Van Dam almost got set on fire. He like douses him in gasoline. And he like, lights a match. He's like, "I'm not gonna do it yet." He goes, and then... <laughs> <laughs> "Dude, no, nah, I remember. I remember Jr. Just kidding, like, LOL. <laughs> My bad. Scared you know. <laughs> do for flinching, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember Jr. specifically saying. What Eric Bischoff did to Linda was worse than what Kane did to him. And oh I remember my. sitting on the couch saying, yo, Brody lit you on fire, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bischoff, man. Just, oh. Bischoff just kind of breathed weirdly on Linda, but you got legitimately lit on fire. Dude, oh, I remember watching but, that segment as a kid. Like, I distinctly remember watching that. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's why I like Kane being bald and weird looking yeah. um because yeah. like i remember like shackled cane walking out with like yeah. prison guard yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was terrifying it I, scared I, the shit out of me i was nine i don't remember <laughs> seeing this as a kid all i remember is coming out of my room the next morning and my dad goes they set jr on fire last <laughs> i was like he set him on fire and he said kane's big ass <laughs> Well, time for me to black out really fast. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, we all rated it. It's two star match. We don't get, have to go watch it. Get, it watch get ready for school. Jr. got lit on fire, dude. Well, it was a Tuesday morning ritual for me, dude. I couldn't. My dad wouldn't let me stay up, but he'd be like, he'd let me know what had happened the night before. Oh, man. So next oh, up, shit. we get. We get Terry trying to do an interview with Eric Bischoff while he's being looked at by the doctors. Bischoff has eyes on his face, and Lynn McMahon walks in, and uh, he's quite terrified, as you'd imagine. And said, uh, she slaps him. Blah, 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 blah. That's all, folks. Like, he was fucking stammering yeah. the whole way. Uh, we get uh, Triple H backstage staring at the title. Uh, Ric Flair told him he's not saying goodbye to the belt tonight. And uh, video package aired for the Elimination Chamber. And... This is the second elimination chamber of its kind. What are you doing? I want to go over what Flair said to Triple H because I loved it. Real okay, quick. He said, so Triple H is staring at, at Big Gold. Flair mm-hmm. comes up and just says, hey, 
Get out of that. Like, you're the best wrestler in the world. Uh, but the best wrestler alive today, you'll be fine. You're not saying goodbye to it. You're just going to wear it out there and show it to them for a short period of time. <clears throat> and you see Triple H go like, I'm the fucking man. Like, you, it's like a weird interaction, which was super cool. Um, oh, yeah. And knowing what we know now about Ric Flair in 2003 at that time and, like, where he was at mentally, it was kind of a cool moment where the roles flipped, and I enjoyed it for yeah. what it was. Sorry, not to interrupt. No, it's really um, – I enjoyed this video package that they aired. Uh, I was always a uh, mark for Elimination Chamber, um, like the first three or four. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed them. Um even in later years, some of them were really good. I believe there's one with Undertaker where he wins the finishes between him and Batista. So when it's a really creative finish. Dude, my favorite one in recent time was fucking 2014 when they had the Brian and Orton in the last. Dude, that might be my favorite oh, yeah. one, to be honest, dude. Was that Taker one? It was Brian, Christian, Orton, Cesaro. You had everybody fucking. That Taker one was Taker when he the fire, world. right? I don't think so, no. He got the world title and they did the tombstone, but they were like on the outside and Batista lifted up Taker to a tombstone on the steel, but he did a reverse on the rope and they went into the oh, ring and yeah, Taker yeah. had him in a tombstone and he uh, turned and dropped it. And it's dude, the timing of it, it's I remember that. good, man. Um, I'm going to have to go back and watch I don't know if shit, anyone but... got this, but this was uh, the first time we get the evolution uh, theme song for yeah. Randy to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, "That's nice. I like this. I love it, dude. I love that theme song." Um, so it. <sighs> What's up, man? What's up, man? <laughs> There's something about this match, man. That uh, did, it, did we'll anyone, get into did anyone oh, catch? It, did anyone catch them piping in crowd noises for Goldberg? Yeah, for his entrance. <laughs> They had oh, like an audio that. Goldberg chant. I was like, ah, even in 2003, we have to put that in there. So, uh, Casey, main rules, Casey uh, I don't know if you clipped out for anybody else. I probably but, did. But you were just like, yeah, 2000. They won't see it on the podcast because yours is being recorded cool. yourself. But I want you to know, you definitely were like, yeah, 2003. Oh, I saw it on the I saw it on the screen for a second. It happens when you get too excited, you know. It was good uh, shit. Oh, all man. right, guys. Uh, so there's four participants that enter and are confined to their four chambers. Two participants start this match. A new person will join every three minutes, which is two minutes shorter than the previous elimination chamber. Did I just hear myself say? No. <laughs> Uh, if you get pinned or submitted, you are out of the match. This match starts with Jericho and Michaels, uh, which I enjoyed. I thought that they brought a different element to Elimination Chamber, kind of doing their own style uh, to start it off. I believe third was Kevin, right? Yeah. Was it Kevin? Yeah. Um, I actually stopped writing. Right? Or, Orton was third. Was oh, it, was no, Orton. it was Orton and then Orton Kevin. Third, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I stopped writing after that. But um, Orton's in. And Kevin Nash is in. There's a little bit of a. Nope. Oh, 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 no. They're gone. Oh, I'm no. taking it, fellas. <laughs> my, I'm my taking it. <laughs> it's over. The what? podcast is done. Jericho and HBK start. Their chemistry at this time was awesome. Oh, you're back. Um, time flew by. Left. 
Uh, y'all, were, I promise y'all you were gone. It was crazy. Um, oh my god! Orton joins so the fray with a fine. huge cross body on Michaels. It looked great. Nash is in next. Spends most of his time outside beating the shit out of firstly Randy Orton, but mostly Chris Jericho. Um, you got anything past that, Cortland, or you want me to keep going? Oh uh, yeah. Um, so there's a sweet chain music to Kevin Nash. He's out of the match. Jericho roll up, and then as Triple H is coming out, taunting for the countdown, the pod opens. Shawn Michaels on the outside hits him with a sweet chain music as he's trying to come out of the pod. It's so good. It's a really cool spot. Um, really unexpected, and then. And as Flair this, is losing his goddamn yeah, mind. I will say, I am, I'm not, as of more recent times, I'm not the hugest Ric Flair fan, but mm. him being on the outside next to that pod makes this entire fucking match. Yep. Yeah, all yeah, of his mannerisms, awesome. him losing his fucking shit to that, it's so good. Him throwing this fucking jacket down, it's all amazing. So in this little bit of time, like I said, you get Shawn Michaels hitting the Sweet Chain music in the pod. Kevin Nash stands up, even though he's eliminated, grabs Chris Jericho and hits a hell of a jackknife powerbomb. Same for Randy Orton after making him and Michaels bump heads. This should sound like a gunshot, man. uh, (laughs) Yeah, the one that Orton, he did kind of like towards the corner. Yeah, that shit sounded, whoo! Um... So Kevin Nash is out, and then I believe this is where we get the um, what's the next spot? Um, Nash gets up finally, loses his fucking mind. Yeah, then he up, get, yeah. yeah, he jackknifes Jericho and Orton, like you said. Randy sold the hell out of his though; it sounded great, yeah. looked great. Mm-hmm. Goldberg Jericho comes in. The crowd was super yeah, hot. The crowd yeah. was super hot for uh, for Goldberg to come in. Jericho, man, had the worst of this whole fucking match. He gets thrown, gorilla-pressed to the outside, face-first into the damn thing. Then you get a quick interaction between Goldberg and Shawn Michaels, and then Goldberg says, you know what, let's spear this motherfucker through the pod. Doesn't get him through first, like, cleanly, immediately. So he's, like, sitting there, ah, and then, ah, pushes again, gets him through it. God damn, Am I the only one that thinks that they used the wrong pod? Because, like, in the later spot, it breaks immediately, but, like, that one he had to put so much fucking force into that I'm like, did they use the wrong one on accident? Or was yeah, it like just, half like... Half of it busted, and then he had to be like, oh, goddamn. <laughs> yeah. He had to, like, take two yeah. steps back and was like, this is gonna hurt, and then, like, fucking just ran into no, it. Like Chris Jericho's getting up to take the spear. He, like, looks at the pot, and you can tell he's like, I'm not gonna go through this clean. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> I fucked I was, up by signing up for this. He was like, I, I was, was... I was supposed to go through this right now, and he's like, where, where are you going, Bill? Bill. Bill. <laughs> so we got Goldberg clearing the ring, and then you got uh, just Triple H and Goldberg. Ric Flair outside of the pod, making sure it stays closed, using the barricade for leverage in his feet. Um, double throwing the birds up. It's really good stuff. Goldberg breaks in this cage, rips his legs all to shit, um, pulls him through, and uh, Triple H just gets beat up for a little while, but luckily... Ric Flair is always there. He's always the man for the job. And he slides in a sledgehammer. And as Goldberg goes for his infamous spear, perfect shot, perfect timing. Triple H lands a hell of a sledgehammer. Oh, man, peace. This is dumb. 
of Bill Goldberg and uh, old Whisker Biscuits himself. <laughs> and you get a pedigree. And uh, that is your match. And hot damn is it Elimination Chamber. You get Randy Orton, Ric Flair come in. They handcuff. Yes, they handcuff Bill Goldberg to the cage. And they beat the shit out of him. And uh, he takes a few other sledgehammer shots, if I remember correctly. And that's pretty much how they wrap it up. And there's, you got to in a bloody belt to Goldberg. There's a moment at, right after they handcuff him. And the announcers go, what is Ric Flair doing? And he cuts like a six-inch just blade. Just a cross goal, a deep fucking cut on Goldberg's forehead. And he is just pouring blood. Yeah. And as Rick is turning away, you literally watch him pocket the razor blade. He's just like, eh! and he's got like, he's got like white fucking slacks on. And you can see the blood on his pocket. Because <laughs> he just fucking, it's a gusher. It's a deep fucking cut. If you just go back and watch it, you can see like right in there. It's like, oh. Oh, that's not good. That's not going to heal well. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, man. Oh. Well, that wraps up this SummerSlam for us in the main event. Does anybody want to throw out their rating? Anyone mm. go higher than a three? I did. Oh, yeah. Higher than a three? Yep. Oh, yeah. I went three and a half. Good shit, man. Okay. Right. Good shit. Was, I loved it. It was it was my favorite of the night, honestly. I like Kurt and Brock, but we'd seen Kurt and Brock a couple times, and to me, this was just in and out. Everybody did their shit, you know, and the fucking the way they built towards Goldberg and Triple H at the end, and just I don't like Goldberg, but I also do like seeing big dudes destroy shit. So it's like it's fun to watch, you know, the yeah. way they booked Goldberg, and this was great. You had the little bit of Randy Orton stuff. You had Jericho and Sean taking a beating and selling their ass off. You know, and then Triple H being the chicken shit heel and flair on the outside. I mean, you know, I'm not going to fucking run home or I didn't tell my mom and dad about it. But three and a half, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't insulted at all watching this. I thought it was a blast. Oh, yeah, I gave it three and a quarter. Um, Same. Because I, it's Elimination Chamber. It's the second one. And it's still new, man. It's still fresh. There's still so much they can do in the pod. And, like, they're just yeah. now getting scratching at the surface of um, what they could do in there. Did they break a pod in the first chamber? Because the people seemed to pop like hell when Goldberg busted through that pod. The commentators I don't, everybody. I don't think they did. I think um, that was the first time because it was yeah. also just, like, Goldberg's in there. And he's yeah. it's Goldberg. He's strong. Strong Goldberg. Yeah, yeah I mean. I, this is one of the better elimination chambers. Um, I definitely remember watching it as a kid and loving the shit out of Triple H and that sledgehammer spot to Goldberg. Man, mm -hmm. I just thought that was some of the best timing you can get, <clears throat> and you can't ask for better. Um, again, really good camera work in this elimination chamber match. Man, there's just really good zoom ins, and they're really catching the story in everyone's face in this. Uh, show tonight, um, which you just didn't see a lot, especially for us that are going through Reign of Terror and dealing with Raw. It's not good camera work most of the time. Mm -hmm. So um, tonight was a little different. I enjoyed it more. But what uh, was your rating, Casey? I gave it two and three quarters. It was. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad match. It, it was fine. I think that uh, 
this elimination chamber makes up for uh at least for Sean with those fucking brown tights he had in the first one. Those are fucking awful. What did y'all go on the first chamber? Not to throw us off. I'd have to run it back. I'd yeah, I'd have to watch it again. I'd have to watch it. It was before we started this. Oh, so yeah. y'all didn't cover that all. No, here. it was okay, like no, just okay. it was like just before. I think it was actually the pay per view prior, wasn't it? Yeah, because y'all did yeah. Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I will say Wait, just a, I was on that. a weird factoid, uh, if in case anyone was wondering why Kevin Nash was blonde in this match. Oh, yeah, uh, he just got done finishing uh, shooting for the Punisher film that came out at the beginning of 2004. He does like a weird cameo in it. Oh, but, that's, like, why, that's why they did the haircut match like, that, the week before. Yeah, that's why he was like blonde and had the shorter hair and stuff is because yeah. he was filming for that. And it bugged me. And I was like, why? I was like, was, I was like, I know he did the Punisher. I was like, was that no four? And it was like March. It was like March or like April is when it came out. And I was like, that's why he's blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Pat, what'd you get? Uh, I give it three stars. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I completely hated this match when I was a kid. Um, I fucking hated it. Uh, I, <laughs> I fucking hated this match when I was a kid. Uh, but I remember getting like the first Elimination Chamber pay per view and then getting the SummerSlam and just like comparing. I remember just being like conscious then and not fucking liking it. Rewatching it as an adult, I fucking love this match. It's fucking good as shit. It made Bill Goldberg look fucking A plus yeah, in this shit. And, like, the only way to beat him is to cheat. I love that shit. You get the fucking perfect ping to the motherfucking dome piece with the sledgehammer. It's good shit. I liked it. Mike? I think three and a quarter is probably where I'm at with it. It was a good match. Um, It didn't feel gimmicky to me, and I feel like that was the important thing about those early elimination chambers is that it felt like an actual dangerous match. Um, And so I enjoyed it for what it was. Bing, bing. Hell yeah, man. Well, that wraps up our SummerSlam 2003. I'm glad that the summer of 2003 is behind us. Officially. Um, I wish 2003 could leave. And and, uh, we're almost out of the neck of the woods on this part. But what's coming up next for us, Michael? Next week, we have our year-end podcast. It's actually a special one for us, y'all. We're going to be going over a few things such as... Um, your wrestler of the year, tag team of the year, um, your wrestler of the year for the men's and women's division, um, your match of the year, uh, your most underrated, most overrated, newcomer or rookie of the year, your sleeper match of the year, promotion show, and moment of the um, which we've had some conversations about, but a lot of these are going to be, I feel like, uh, potential clashes, or we might agree on some. Um, I think I lost it there. Uh, we might disagree on others. Um but yeah, I mean, it should be a fun one. Uh, and then after that, we have a couple special ones that we're recording for you. I'll dive into those next week. It's a but secret. They won't be Reign of Terror. It's a secret. Um, but yeah, does anybody have anything to add before they uh, tuck us on out of here? Yeah, dude. Let's. Uh, let me ask the ask y'all a question. Do y'all think that our end of the year should be alive for YouTube? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it should be live, and I think if you're listening to this right now, you should come join in, throw your votes in, argue with us. Tune in, baby. And let's do it. I'm going to start I a fight with everyone. Doing, right? We're going to do it live. Yeah. You know, I'd, like say, to. I'd say, you know what, time. if you've made it this far, where how long have we been recording, Casey? Over an hour, hour yeah? 20. Hour 20-ish, yeah? Give, so, give or take. if you've made it this far... 
give us a tweet at Up and Over Pod. Let us know that you're going to be watching it live on YouTube. And yes, uh, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll bust it live. Yes, yes. But guys, uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, just Merry Christmas. Uh, take care of each other. Uh, make sure you spend time with the people that matter. doesn't always have to be family, just people that you look after and people that look after you. Um, spend time with those that you can. And don't dwell on stuff that uh, you can't fix. And uh, just yep. enjoy your time. Make sure you watch the Friday trilogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all important. Um, before uh, I tuck us out of here, before I tuck us out of here, I just want you guys to know, uh, the, the four of y'all, this is, I don't care if it makes the podcast, I don't care, whatever. This has been my favorite part of 2021. Um, busting this thing, doing this thing with you guys every week. Absolutely. It's truly made my, my, my entire life, like, days better. Uh, so I appreciate you guys. And anybody that's listening, I appreciate you guys listening. But I just wanted you guys to know for sure. Don't um, make that me I appreciate cry. Y'all. I'll fucking cry right now. Um, <laughs> With that hot right, stinking breath. Let's get you. Oh, all right. No Let me, uh... more tears. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And then I'll sign us out after this. Just give me one second. Um, uh, let's see. Okay. You can hear Kane moaning and breathing out sadistic <laughs> sounds out of his hideous mouth in that hot, stinking breath. <laughs> Alright, guys. Hey, if you're still here, thanks for listening to another Up and Up podcast. For Pat, Cortland, Ethan, and El Gordo, I am Mike. We appreciate you guys. We hope you enjoyed your stay, and we'll see you next week, maybe live, for our Year of End recap. Have a good week, y'all. Peace. 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 Peace